All right, how you guys doing? I am uh, here at the Haha ha Cafe in North Hollywood on the patio. It's a little chilly, and um, but we're going to do a podcast because this is the uh, idea off the cuff. I bumped into my good friend Chris Mata, uh, who's got a set tonight, and I hope that I'm not taking you from that. But um, I'm here with Chris Mata, a very funny comedian um, here in L.A., and has done a lot of amazing things, and uh, he's hilarious, cool guy. And um, Chris, thanks for hanging out with me, brother. brother. Thank you for hanging out with me, Kevin. Yeah, man. Yeah. What time is your set, by the way? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, I was going to go on, I think, last, second to last. I'm not quite sure. But then um, Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias came in yeah. with his posse, and they all have to do time. Oh. So I'm probably going to be waiting for an hour and a half before I go Oh, up. so that's yeah. the guy that... Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got those guys, and Gabriel's going to go up, too. Right. So Gabriel's probably going to do however long he wants to do. Right. So. so uh, should, oh, so I got you for a while, then. <laughs> this is good. All right, cool. This is awesome. Yeah. So uh, Gabriel is great. He's a great comedian. Yeah. Everyone knows Fluffy. Yep. He's a very funny guy. Um, he was on that list. Did you see that list of all the, the richest comedians? Uh, yeah. Who else was on it? Jerry Seinfeld was the highest paid. Okay. Um, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Sebastian Maniscalcoca. Who do you think should be on it? Um, well, Eddie Murphy's not really com- just a comedian anymore. So um, I'd say Jerry Seinfeld. He, he's a, I heard he's a billionaire, by the way. Well, NBC money, Seinfeld money, Seinfeld money, all this that, all crazy. the movies. Oh, he's so rich. Um, but Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, I think Dave was Dave on there. I, you know what, I forgot. Um, yeah, but so, so it was Jerry Seinfeld, Sebastian, Fluffy, and there was um, four or five others. I can't remember exactly, but they're they're making gobs of money. Yep, they sure are. In 2018, I made twelve dollars. So Congratulations, yeah, man! That's pretty well. good. Yeah, that's, that's. I think I beat you by fifty cents. Really? Wow! Oh, I've doubled my my salary from a year before, so I'm doing quite well. Oh man, I need to. <laughs> you know, I'm coming after you, bro. I'm coming after you. <laughs> I want that fifty cents. You're hot on my heels. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's, Everybody's hungry. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, it's it's tough to make money as a comedian unless you're a celebrity. I don't know. I it's it's. I found it pretty easy. Well. You're half, you're half a celebrity. <laughs> you know, you're doing well. I got I think, um, so way back when, I was in New York, where I used to live, and I'm hanging out, and there's all, and every time you're hanging out in New York at a comedy club, all the, these amazing comedians are there. So one yeah. night, uh, it's Marina Franklin, who's hilarious, okay. and then Judah Friedlander, who's oh, yeah, the world yeah, champion. Yeah, the world champion. And Marina's having this bad night, I guess. She's hosting, it's at the Comedy Cellar, she's hosting, and she's frustrated about something, and Judah's... Judah Friedlander is just this amazing comedian. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. He's an auteur. An auteur? Yeah, an auteur. He just does, he sees something one way and he just does it okay. full on. That's, All right. Yeah, All right, so yeah. Uh, uh, he has a vision for his own stand up and he just does it. That's good. I like so that. um, Marina comes up after hosting or during the hosting and she's very frustrated. And Judah uh, is sitting there with his, that look on his face with the world champion hat. Yep. And he's like, What's going on, Marina? Because that's how Judah, Judah would yeah. just mess with you. If he, if he, you know, very playful, but if he saw that you're having a tough time and it's just playful banter, what's going on, Marina? Yeah, you know, and then Marina's like, something. she's like, don't even start with me, Judah. And he's yeah. like, wow, what's going on, man? Tell me about it. What's what's happening? This is on stage. It, no, no, no. Oh, she okay, had, okay, okay. Now we're oh, upstairs in, in oh, the, okay. yeah, in because the, the yeah. yeah, because it's the club is downstairs. Yeah. So they, and they would all go hang out upstairs. And, no, tell me about it, Marina. What's going on? And Marina goes, 
Yeah, Judo, why are you messing with me, man? You don't yeah. you don't know the struggle. You don't you know it's it's hard sometimes. You're a female comedian, mm. and it's just really difficult mm. to to get along in this business. And I'm down there hosting, and he's like, "Well, I find it pretty easy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're Judo, Judo and he goes, Freelander. And he goes, yeah. "Maybe for you, Judah, but I I have to deal with it." And whatever she, yeah. whatever excuse she's throwing at yeah, him, and, yeah. and he goes. Um, I mean that's terrible for you, Marina. But I'm having a great time doing. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucked up. And but I thought of and you know and I thought about it. But it was like what Judah was putting out there was. Yeah. It's easy, even if it wasn't, because I remember uh, I was moving my car and Judah needed a space, and I'm pulling out, and Judah's like, "Hey, man, can I get your space? You know, whatever." And so he brings his car and whatever he was driving. It wasn't like the most amazing car. Right. Right. But I was like, oh, that's the kind of car that the world champion drives, yeah. right? And I just thought Judas sees things or put things out into the universe that just is so positive, mm. no matter what's going on. And so he, it's so funny. That's when you – anytime I hear comedians say, it's, this business is hard, I immediately think back to Judah. Judah, yeah. Pretty easy for me, man. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what your yeah, problem yeah, yeah. is. Well, yeah. and, well, and the other comedians' defense that complain about how hard it is, Judah Friedlander is um, – extremely talented oh. um and he was on 30 rock mm-hmm. uh, so he's got he's probably he's in that dave matthews video that's what kicked him off yeah, that, that what kicked him off yeah okay i mean i don't know him i've i've met him once no, he was in a uh, that movie with um what's that guy's name that was in that movie sideways um uh paul giamatti is that yeah was it yeah paul giamatti? giamatti yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's was in that actor. movie um the, about harvey pekar do you remember that and he played harvey p he had a, had a write-up and in the New York Times. No, he, so he's, he's done he's quite well yeah. for himself. He's amazing. Yeah. He has books. Yeah. He's so no, no. funny. He's very talented. He's very smart, right. very funny. Um, so, yeah. So, he, I mean, financially, I guess when you get to a point where you can enjoy your art and pursue your art and not have the financial stress, then it becomes, I would think, it becomes a lot more pleasant to do it. Right. Even though it's great now, but... Can you imagine getting rid of the financial stress and just doing comedy? Because you, I was, you know? I figured that going up on stage was the getting rid of the financial stress. Like that's the moment, right? Because that's whatever's going on. I, I like even still living in LA. It's whatever, and we struggle mm-hmm. financially or whatever it is. And then once you get on stage, you're like, oh, my problems are gone. That's no, that's right. <clears throat> absolutely true. That actually happened to me last week here in this club. Matter of fact, um, I had a spot here Saturday last last week, and um, I woke up sick, and I'm still kind of nursing the cold. But I was, I felt like shit, dude. I felt like dog shit. Um, and I wanted to get on stage, obviously, but I was like, oh man, I want to get on stage and just just head back home. I got here. Uh, Igor gave me a Red Bull. I got on stage. And Igor's a bartender, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Igor's a bartender. And um, had a couple sips of Red Bull, got on stage, crushed it, and just came to life. I mean, I didn't want to go home. I went out to other clubs, and I was hanging out, having a good time. And then, of course, when I got home, I crashed. Right. But you're right. There's there's something that happens to you when you get on stage that just... It, it, for a comedian... Now, if you're a, like a beginning comedian, I remember being a, a beginner... And then going up on stage, it wasn't a stress relief. It was a stress builder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, you're like, oh, uh, I hope I get Everything's laugh. great financially because you had a job or whatever. Yeah, then you go yeah, on stage, yeah. why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that actually happened to me, I guess, last week uh, at the Ice House. Mm. I was closing out the show mm-hmm. and I was just having the worst week. Just mm. not, not financially. Uh, uh, relationship wise yeah and uh i'm talking about between my ex and my son and then mm-hmm. i was seeing a, a woman at the time 
and um, like all these things just and my dad I had a thing with my dad that whatever so there's all these emotional yeah, yeah. psychological aspects and I'm dealing with this emotional weight and I'm and I'm going how how do you d- go on stage yeah, with all of this it's family stuff and relationship yeah. and kid and whatever like very heavy stuff that I won't get when into most so. people would probably retreat and go home and say I'm not most people normal people not comedians right yeah like if you had a date if you were just a regular citizen and right. you had all these stresses. You'd go home and just fucking. But hide we're yourself. superheroes. <laughs> we right. must we be. are superheroes. We're insane. One of the two. <laughs> so I go on stage and I can feel that I'm still angry. Yeah. And I just I saw I looked at the audience, and I I like I said something about the host that wasn't very pleasant, which you shouldn't do. But he yeah. and I were friends, and I was like, ah, you know what? It's still bad. Yeah. Um. So I started off on the wrong foot, and I'm and I've been doing this for almost twenty years, and in my head I'm like talking to myself, Chris, what are you doing? Yeah. I was upset with myself. Why would you do that? And then continue to just dig a hole because yeah. the audience wasn't exactly in great shape. Yeah. And I was like, you know, when I see people jogging on the street, I want to yell out, it's your diet. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. how do you open up with that with fat people in the audience? Oh, it's tough. Yeah. So, but I was so angry and I oh, looked yeah, at the yeah. audience and I was like, you guys are overweight and you need to hear this. Wow. But I was pissed off. Mm. And then I started talking about something completely different and we started to have a good time. Right, right, right. And I started to, to do really well. Yeah. And then I told the audience, look, when I, I, I think that connecting with the audience is paramount oh, when you're on huge. stage. Definitely. And I said, you guys, I have to thank you. When I came up on stage, I was very angry and I had a lot of, I had a lot of emotional stress. Right. But thank you for reminding me what stand-up is about. Yeah, that's good, And they man. started clapping. Oh, yeah. And then after that, the last five minutes just crushed. Oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. I was... And that is so fucking awesome, bro. I came off stage, and, and I was I just felt better. Yeah. And even though there were still problems at home, and they're still going to be there, yeah. I forgot, leave your problems at the door yeah. and come right on in. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. No, but and some things just latch on to you, yeah. right? And they're hard to shake sometimes. Right. But yeah, that's. I think audiences... Well, I mean, I don't think. I know. Audiences come to comedy shows, for the most part, to forget their problems. And um, and if you forget yours and you just have a good time with them and you have an emotional connection with them, uh, it's a win-win for both of you guys. There's this um, comedian. His name's Andy Griffin. Anthony Griffin. Mm-hmm. He's this. Uh, he's an African-American uh, comedian. Very funny. Very clean. Anthony Griffin. And I would recommend everybody look him up. And he... he there, in Aspen, they, uh, back when HBO had the Aspen Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. he uh, they had this uh, uh, a show called Storytellers or something like this. <clears throat> Sounds familiar. And you you talk about something difficult that happened. Well, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to meet him way back when I first started, and he was telling. And he's one he's he's one of the guys that very supportive. Uh, he was telling me, this is how you run your business. You're a stand-up comedian and you're a business and you're a CEO. He he went to my birthday party, as a matter of fact, in San Antonio. And he and he bought me a hat that said CEO. Mm. It's just amazing. Mm. Amazing guy. So, uh, and very funny. And so he goes on stage and tells the story about how he got booked to do The Tonight Show. Back when Johnny Carson was booking it. Mm-hmm. I think it was Johnny Carson. Is this guy still around? He's still around, yeah. Okay. He's, he's a L.A. guy. But Anthony Griffin? Anthony Griffin. Okay. Uh, or it could be Griffith. Anthony All Griffith. Right. Uh, so um, he tells a story about it. Could I think it was with Johnny Carson. That's how long ago this was that he was going to do the, the yeah, Tonight so Show. he's been around. And um, he gets the call to do the Tonight Show. And he's getting ready for it. And then he finds out that his daughter... Uh, has cancer. Oh shit! And he's like, "How can I do yeah. the Tonight Show?" 
Yeah. When my daughter has cancer. Yeah. And he's he tells that story and then he does it. But he does and then he goes he gets booked back. And he does it a couple of more times, but each time something happens with his daughter that she has cancer and he mm-hmm. gets really upset with himself. Mm-hmm. And he yells at himself just, "Man up." Yeah. Yeah. And then he just does it again. Yeah. I think sometimes um <clears throat> So what I'm saying is, like my, you know, I, I, it, I was dealing with things with with a relationship with my son. That was a huge thing with my son and my ex, oh, and then yeah. my dad dealing yeah. with those things. Yeah, those but are it's hard. nothing compared to cancer. Of your yeah. daughter has cancer, yeah, yeah. right? And this guy can deal with it. He can deal with. It. Yeah, right. I think sometimes, and it's easy. And, and I'm not trying to come across as greater than whatever, but it's it's easy to feel sorry for yourself sometimes oh, when yeah. you're struggling. And then, and then you, you sometimes have to look at someone else and go, well, shit, you know, as bad as I have it, at least, you know, I don't have that problem. Right. You know? And I think the audience doesn't realize that when they're watching it's these comedians have families, they have yeah. lives and yeah. they have no idea what, 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 what's, what's happening in the, yeah. in the lives of the comedians. And right. our job is to go up and just act like everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. Everything's right. cool. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes when I'm in, in an emotional um, turmoil situation. Sometimes I perform better for some reason. It's, it's an outlet. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I would not have had that set the other night had I not been so angry. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end of the set, I'm like just nailing it. Yeah. Everything in the audience, it was amazing. Well, I think but, you, you finally made that connection too right. with them. You finally, they finally said, this, okay, this guy is cool. He's, he's, he's a real human being. Real human being. Yeah, and that's exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was on, I was on, um, on the phone with Google today. Um, oh, yeah. For Google AdWords. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know, for my business. And um, the, the Google guy um, said to me um, something similar to that. You know, he says, says you're doing, you know, because I was talking about the, the ads. You know, I want them to work. Um, you know, I'm having a hard time reaching the right people and all this stuff. And he goes, well, you got to look at your ads. As, um, you got to connect with people emotionally. You know, and that's how people connect. That's how people move when they when they when they buy something, they, they feel an emotional connection to it. And it's so true with everything that's, that's, that's substantial. You that know, is all, very true. Yeah, we all have to connect to, to, to somehow emotionally. And I think that when I get on stage, it's one thing I try to do right away is try to connect somehow with the audience and make them feel like, okay, this guy's cool. I, I you, can dig this it's guy. funny that you say that because that, that show last week was the first time in a long time that I felt emotionally connected to the audience. Mm. I'm always so emotionally closed off which is what I learned from the last relationship that I was on because that's what she told me uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> I don't open up yeah. but it's true yeah. like it yeah. just I'm like oh yeah I am closed off and all I want to do is be some superficial yeah. funny guy which right. has worked but yeah. at the same time I think you have a better show when you're connected emotionally and I think people when it comes to business people will throw money at things that they're connected to you're yeah, so yeah, right definitely yeah and I think a perfect example of that is the GoFundMe wall for the GoFundMe for, for, the, for the, the wall. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're emotionally connected to it. Yeah, people These people are, can't help but donate to the wall because yeah, they they want emotionally it. Right? Connected. They're, yeah, they're, exactly uh, right. It moves people No matter to how buy. stupid it is. Right? It doesn't matter. Right. It, whatever it is that they are emotionally connected to, you're right. It moves them to, to, to do something, to buy, to, to mm-hmm. whatever. And um, that's a powerful, powerful uh, fact in business and, and in comedy. You know, when you get on stage and you can connect with people, and that's what the relatability is all about, obviously. You know, if you can say something, people go, oh, I know what you're talking about. I've done the same thing or I've experienced the same thing. I know the pain that he's talking about, but he's making it funny. And then you can connect them with them, and they're laughing their ass off because they relate to it. You know? Yep. So, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, though. It's, it's People don't realize, like you said earlier, that when you go on stage and you're going through some shit, 
people just think you're, you know, you're happy. Hey, this is a right. happy comedian. They don't know that your your no. girlfriend just fucked some other dude or, <laughs> or whatever. You know? Why you got to bring it up, Kevin? <laughs> well, it happened <laughs> to me not too, recently, not too long ago. Fucking whore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Take no. that. Yeah, no. But uh, we actually talked about that off uh, before. Um, relationships, man. I am I am out of relationships right now. Um, after the last one that fell apart miserably and found out that this particular person who I thought was innocent and pure turned out to be totally opposite of that. Right. Um, it sucked and it hurt. I still went on stage even though I was I was bleeding inside. But it, I got to a, I'm to a point now finally where I'm like, you know what? It's better that I don't have I'm not in a serious relationship with someone. Right oh yeah. Now. Oh yeah. Because I got shit to accomplish. Yeah, you're you know? able to focus with no relationship. I've gotten right. so much more done in the last two months than I've done in a long time. You know, after, so, I, like, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend, this person that I was seeing, but, you know, we, I think as adults, uh, it's, well, my personal preference is we're not boyfriend, girlfriend. If we're, if we're together and there's a connection and we trust each other and I'm like, you're not with anybody else, I'm not with anybody else, right. so I guess it's just us, right? We're not. Right. So that's the kind of relationship that, ended right yeah. so i'm i i was still emotionally not happy right right sure but i think that it does help if we're completely single in this business yeah especially right now from for me anyways because right. i'm i'm still in the building phase i mean you know you know my story i mean i left north carolina i sold my business to my ex-wife i sold <laughs> right. my house to her i left everything there and started over and and at an older age and i'm rebuilding my life so Honestly, I don't have time for a relationship. I've got to build a business. I've got to build a career. I've got to build my life back up again. And then when that gets to that point, then, you know, if the right girl comes along, then maybe I'll talk about that. Yeah. But right now, I am just so zeroed in. On just- See, sometimes it just comes in. Sometimes I, that's how mine happened. That's how I met this person. And she it, just shows she, up. She just showed up. Yeah. And, uh, and that's yeah. not bad. I, actually, I told someone the other day, um, I says, you know, if someone pops up. Okay, sure, but I'm not. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on Bumble. No, right. Nope. I'm not doing none of that bullshit. I'm not out talking to girls, meeting girls. I'm not. I'm, right. I'm focused. This one on just Jordan. happened. Yeah, and that that actually right. that actually might be a thing that you know. It's you so difficult to to build a relationship because you have to talk about your past, how you grew up, what yeah, happened to you. Yeah. What it's very time consuming. You're like, do I have to dig this up again and yes. tell you about what happened to me as a kid or whatever? Yeah. I was and like, we did all of that. Yeah. And then here you are, single again. And yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> like, why would you do that, yeah, lady? No. no. Yeah, I don't understand that shit. I met this girl at Craig's uh, a couple weeks ago, just hanging out there. And um, <clears throat> she came up to me and started talking to me. I'm like, whatever. I wasn't trying to run game or anything. But she's like, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, yeah, sure. Exchange your number. Um, I never texted her, but she she texted me. Oh, then, she wanted it. Yeah, she, she yeah. and she still texts me. But um, I'm like, am I really going to go after this girl? I mean, I don't. Those were my thoughts exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to go after her. Am I not. really doing that? But yeah. and you didn't? I'm not. No, I'm not because I don't have time. I don't I don't want to take I mean, I don't want to take her on a date and get to know her and tell her That's about what life. I was thinking. Yeah. Like this the whole time we she she kept pulling me in and pulling me yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I think that when there's the the thrill of the chase and I and and uh, I'll let your audience know I was over a year celibate. Like yeah. I had not, and I think you tell that to a female, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get him." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. reel him in yeah. easily." And she did, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, you got me!" And then well, she, listen, I was, if, she, if she's attractive and she's digging you and she's wanting you, it's fucking hard to turn that shit down, bro. It, it is, but at the same time, I think there's a you have to have this, uh, you know, spiritual clarity with yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and so that's where I was at. Yeah, and I didn't want to let anybody else in, and I'm just every time I would go over to her house or whatever, I'm like, "Okay, no, Chris." 
just turn around, just yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had just gotten out of a divorce, too. Yeah, divorced like yeah. A, a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. that one, so dumb. <sighs> Man. What, what is it about women that, like, I, I appear great? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get it. And then they're like, nope, I, it's clearly me. It's clearly me. I don't know what it is, dude, because with my ex-girlfriend, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was... Um, like I don't, I didn't, I didn't raise my voice to her ever. Yeah. I, of course, never. You know, I wasn't abusive in any way. Yeah. And I, so she was talking to me one day, and we were having a disagreement, and she's coming at me from an emotional standpoint, and I come at her from a different standpoint, and she tells me, "You see, Chris, this is what she said. Her exact words were, you see, Chris, you know what you're doing is you're thinking logically. That's your problem." Oh my God! And how I went, dare you? I went. I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I know, right? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I think I know what she was trying to say, but of course you're thinking logically, right? Because that's the logical way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, logically. And I didn't know how to. Yeah. Because I, I I didn't say anything to that. I went. Oh, okay, so tell me where I need to be coming from. That's yeah. right. Because I want to understand. And I I felt like it was a trap because I'm like, well, aren't you know, aren't we supposed to think? I didn't. Yeah. What's the the I think, only? I think women can think. I think women do think logically as well. But I think some women, and I want to preface this, and I want to emphasize. We get to all people, all people, women, <laughs> men, right? Well, because some women I have talked to, um, they they actually use the excuse of being a female and being emotional as their reason for their behavior. I was emotional though. I was the emotional one though. Okay. Like she, when she was letting me go, and I was like, "Do I have these feelings for you?" And I spent all this time. Yeah. And, and uh, tell me what it and she so I feel like it was she had put me in a position that uh, I could not appreciate yeah and um, so she asked me if I was going to be okay with something mm-hmm. and I said I wouldn't and to me when, when she asked me it was a deal breaker for me right and, and I was like you know what you need to do your own thing and I'll go do my own thing mm-hmm. and you need to be on your journey I'm not going to stand in the way and right. if you feel like it was worth even asking me then we can't be together. So Dude. she was trying to blame me, saying that I'm not I'm the one breaking up, not her. And I was like, but it, it's your it's what you're bringing me. This this choice is which is she probably knew that you're not going to be okay with it anyways. Right. But I will tell you this though, dude, you are above and beyond um, lucky right there because I, my ex girlfriend, I. I came to her and I said, listen, if there's somebody else, then fine. Just tell me and don't waste my time. Let's walk away from each other. I'll go see, start seeing someone else and you can go see whoever you want to go see. Right. She, if she was honest with me, she would have said, yes, there's someone else. I'm no longer interested in pursuing a relationship with you. Maybe we should go our separate ways. Well, But she didn't. And so so I, she lied. She lied to me. Trust is broken. I trust think once bro- that trust is gone, the relationship's but over. But I, I felt like there was something not right here. And I wanted her to tell me the truth, but she couldn't tell me the truth for whatever reason. You just wanted to hear her say it. I wanted to hear her say it, and then I, then I found out on my own. And I said, this is what I'm saying. Just fucking tell me, bro. Right. Don't waste my time with this bullshit. I, I got the I, – I, when it comes to my marriage, the divorce a year and a half ago, I didn't – I don't – I still don't care what she was doing – I have ideas of what it was, yeah. but don't even revisit. I'm just like, that's the past, and I just throw it back there. Yeah, and this a- this relationship that just ended for me, yeah. uh, I, I really liked her. And and, um, and so this one, I, I spoon-fed the answer to her. 
Mm. I just, she goes, what do you want from me, Chris? And I said, this is what I need you to say right now. Just, mm. you're not going to do what you said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that you're sorry you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she goes, Chris, I don't know if I could say that. I don't, I don't think I can say that. And I went, I don't know what to tell you then. That's, that's, that's what I need you to say. I, I spoon fed it to her. Yeah, but, but, but I'm so once she did that. And then I was like, okay, I'm satisfied. And it's not even up to me to be satisfied. I think that in the grand scheme of things, just being satisfied with the present moment and whatever answer that person gives you is just their answer. And then you Mm. just got to move on. And I'm, 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 it doesn't make it feel any better, but, but I'm like, oh, I wish I could have a girl that was honest like that. Right. That's the thing I'm looking for. Well, honesty, honesty and lying, I mean, can sometimes be, they can both be just as hurtful. Yeah, honesty, honesty it's just hurts, it, but it's at least you know, right. and you're not being disrespected and, and being being played games. <clears throat> that's with. on that's on them. Yeah, but if you but you're going through this thing and they're going, yeah, I'm with you, I love you, what? we're together. But then meanwhile, she's out with another dude. Right. Like, come on, well, bro. What, right. Come on. I think that it comes down to self respect and dignity, and I, and that's one of the things that I told the lady that I just cut it off with. I was yeah. like, I, I have I have dignity. I have, my pride and ego will not allow me. Well, that's to go exactly in. what I did too. And so I just I just you know bounced yep that's and, exactly what i did I and then what. i don't give it another thought because yep. if i think about it then that's giving her power over my feelings and i do not have time for that well i i said and i'm like you i had enough self-respect where i said you know what i deserve better than this and so i'm walking away mm-hmm. now did i give it another thought yes <laughs> does she know this no i think there's a grieving process yeah that has to yeah, happen, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah because there there is as much as i am so zeroed in and trying to accomplish my goals and dreams right now um, I do like female companionship. I mean, it's a great well, thing. Well, it's a, it's a, what is, isn't it scientific, scientific fact that if, when babies are born and they're not loved and, and they don't feel the human yeah. touch, they die, right? So, could be. I think I it's, I don't know. Well, yeah, look it up. Google it, <laughs> audience. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, but they, they need to feel the human touch. No, and I, I think, think it's it, a big, that never yeah. goes away. Yeah. So, there's all, something therapeutic about that. Although, when you're, uh, like, I, being completely frank, I don't, not, not a lot of people touch me. I don't get yeah. touched very often. So, like, if I hug my son, I'm like, yes, that's great. Uh, shake hands with people. Uh, but I, I hadn't had somebody in my bed for, like, a, uh, over a year. Yeah. And so I finally make this physical connection. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then and, it goes and, away. And I didn't know that I was craving it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, this feels so yes, good. Yes, it does. It feels amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes away. You're like, what and the fuck? And then she's gone, and I'm like, like, no, no. no. Motherfucker. Ah, do you know how hard it is to find somebody <laughs> to tolerate that you can lay down next to? It is. And, and I've, been, I've been with other women since my breakup, and it's not the same. No, well, there. You I don't what? even like it. All women are different. Uh, you don't like don't, being alone? No, I love being or? alone. <clears throat> no, when I brought another girl in my mm. bed... Um, that wasn't, I wasn't dating. I wasn't, well, uh, it was just like, ugh. there's a, there's a thing, you know, something to be said for, do you just sleep with some, do you just have sex with somebody and then they leave or do you actually sleep with them? Well, that's, that's and what for we me, did. For me, I, sleeping is more intimate. It is more intimate, <clears throat> but I did that because I'm thinking in my head, because I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of this pain of, mm. of just losing the other girl who I had All amazing right. feelings for. I mean, oh, I got I guess I got to sleep with some chick. Right. So I slept with this girl thinking that was going to maybe uh, help nope. solve. It just, makes it worse, not, man. I know. It makes it worse. You're like, It makes fuck. it worse because this, I'm, cause then all of a sudden you're comparing her with your girl that you really have feelings for. Right. And then you're just like, this is not the girl it that does, I have feelings it for. It does neither it of you any good. No, it's horrible. Uh, uh, unless you need to get a nut off. Then you're like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah okay, yeah. now leave. Because yeah. I, know, I know what it's like to 
be uh, physically attracted to someone, just wanting to have sex, yeah. Yeah, and then afterwards you you have a drink together or you eat something, then you yeah. leave or whatever. Yeah. But you don't stay over. St- yeah. like staying over, like sex is one thing. Yeah. I mean, it's also sacred now that I don't have it very often. But then staying the night is another. It's a totally different. It's, it's if a totally, you're planning on staying the night, yeah. that means I really like you. Yeah. And it brings it to a whole new level because now you're sleeping together, which is, you know, right. you're vulnerable. Sleeping, you're waking together. up, you're having coffee together yep. over yep. breakfast, talking yeah. about and that's whatever. And what, that's what I loved about being in a relationship was being, being, waking up next to you're a woman. Sure. You know what? The, so ha- being able to have sex and looking at that person in the eye. Yes. That is. And feeling that connection with them. <clears throat> right. I always say this before. Like, um, I used to be a pickup artist um, a few years back. And um, it's silly. It's a silly thing to do, but it's, you know, help me help me with my confidence and talk oh, to yeah. girls, things like that. But I'm going to tell you something. I relationship sex. I, this may sound like, like a wimpy thing to say for a man, but relationship sex to me, thousand times better than a one night stand. Now, one night stand, you get the ego. Hey, I got this girl. I was able to talk to her. She liked um, me. One night stand. <laughs> I've done one night stand before. But I'm telling you, the sex is just mediocre. I got to tell you. Uh, sometimes I've, I, um, one night, as far as one night stands are concerned, yeah. sometimes they have been. <laughs> They've been good? They've been good? Because I have nothing to lose. I just go all out. Oh, And I'm yeah. like, let's, you know, let's put a pillow under your belly and just bend you oh, over. Oh, no, no, it's, no. No, incredible. Leave me. Leave me. I'm, I make some, a mark. Like but. some of the no, I'm like uh, relationship sex is great. <laughs> it's a it's a different feeling. One night stand sex or uh, I think that's more ego driven. And no, I I think it, well possibly yeah. Uh, I think it, it could be different for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm saying the best people, sex but. I ever had uh, was with my girlfriend in North Carolina. I mean, we were head over heels in love, and it was amazing, and it was fucking relationship sex. It was incredible. We were comfortable with each other. We knew each other's bodies, what we liked, what we didn't like, and things like that. Well, there was there was one uh, there was one girl in particular, the one the one that I'm completely in love. I think there's always one that you're in love with, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the one that I was completely, I would, I mean, it wasn't the like the most mind blowing greatest sex ever. But it was the most emotional human sex. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, had that That's human powerful. connection. That's powerful. And I would, I would give all of those one night stands up to have that. Yeah. Consistency. It's like a, a nutrition for your soul. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's a, it's, uh, and, it is. And one night stand sex is like just candy. This fast food yeah, exactly. process. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I had fun. <coughs> Trust me. When I had these one night stands. It was fun. It was a good time. Oh. Hey. All of a sudden, we're doing a podcast, and in, in, uh, um, we're doing a podcast. And owner of uh, no, you're fine. Yeah, we're doing a podcast on my phone. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's how um, we do it. Say hi, Jack. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hey, welcome this, to Haha. This is Jack, the owner of Haha Cafe, um, great club. I love this. We're club. We're dropping the cafe because we don't serve cafe here. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean? that's it's the Haha Comedy Club. Oh, take it easy. There you go. That's good. <laughs> news. I'm glad you guy. came. Haha uh, Comedy Club. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. What's the matter with these guys here? Was it Chris Mata to my left? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the the cabron or whatever the you call yeah. yeah. the white guy that I forgot his name. Nah, look at Kevin. Good old Kevin. Kevin. He doesn't even know my name. I do his. That's okay. How old are you? I'm 52. How old are you? You look 53. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jack is. Jack is. As a matter of fact, he's been on his diet. He's trimmed down. He looks fantastic. Yeah, he's he's out there working out. Check him out. Oh, check it out. He's beast. Look at that. Take it easy. Whoa. Oh 
my Oh, the ladies can see this now. Oh, he's a stud. Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So we're very glad to be here tonight and glad to have you too. Yeah, man. Thanks for I love this place. It's the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Yeah, drop the cafe. No cafe. Okay, cool. We never had a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense now. Yeah, but if you ever want the cup of coffee, you know, bring your own. Bring your own. Bring Starbucks and bring it in. Okay, so who am I talking to? Just my audience. Three people. So, no. Audience, goodbye and happy New Year to all. All right, thanks, uh, thank Jack. Jack. All right, I'll That's see you Jack, inside. the owner of Haha ha Comedy Club. They're dropping the cafe. Uh, great club up here in North Hollywood. Um, so if you ever want to come out and see a good comedy show, come up here. So. Uh, yeah, that's a good commercial. So what I'm yep. saying was about the having that that kind of sex. I, I honestly like some of the most amazing. And I think one night stand sex for for the at least the women that that I've been with. It seems as though they're getting revenge on somebody, or that, so mm-hmm. they'll do, like they'll go, like it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you mean amazing for them? They, they like, they really like. Ah, oh, so glad I did this type thing. Yeah, like yeah. they're. I, I don't want to get too candid, but I'll just say that one night stand sex for me has been amazing. Like yeah. it's just, but there's that emotional sex where it's the one night stand sex. It's always been like, okay, now get it. Or if they accidentally sleep over, they fall asleep or yeah. whatever next to me. And then I'm like, Oh no, get, yeah, get yeah, away. Yeah. Go so leave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, we'll see you later. Yeah. You know? Take care. Uh, but when it's, what the heck? Oh, here we Jerry, are. Who's, who's on stage right now? Oh shit. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to finish up the podcast. That's fine. You okay. want another drink? You want a drink? Uh, sure. I would love a drink. Yes. Yes. Okay, so. Thank I'll you. be right in. Uh, do you guys tip good? How much time I'm do I? He over. tips for me. <laughs> <laughs> how much time did, did is he doing? How much? Fifteen. Or, okay, so fifteen. I'll, I'll be right in. All right, cool. So we'll wrap this up. Thank you, Terry. And then we are, maybe you're funny. I, can I would love to go up. Yeah. If you, <laughs> you're gonna put Kevin up before <laughs> yeah. me. I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to drink? Uh, Jack and Coke. Okay. Thank you so much. And what, what are you drinking? I'll have the same, Terry. Thank you. That's Terry, the owners of the uh, Jack's wife. Who also owns the owner, the owner Booker? She's amazing. Yeah, Terry's she's so funny. I love Terry. If you, she's if you're not funny, she does not like you. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. I, get, I listen. Right. I, I, how I got here was um, I kept showing up here, just showing up. Didn't push myself on here. Just hey, what's up? Just drinking, hanging out. And that's all it was. And then one night she says, "You want to do some time?" I'm like, "Sure." She said, "You got 12 minutes." I go, "All right, great." I killed it. I fucking killed it. She, I come off stage. She goes. Welcome to the Ha Ha family. I'm like, ah, oh, this yes. is fucking great. This is so good. I love Terry's yeah, amazing. Terry's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's I like her a lot. So Terry and Jack, they're they're a great couple. Just watching yeah. them. If you you come out to the Ha Ha, they're some of the few, you know, the few owners that actually hang out during the show. Yeah, they're here all the and, time. Yeah. yeah, and and if you're a comedian, come out because Terry likes to see people bomb. Yeah. So <laughs> does she really? I don't know if she I likes not screw up. She likes to put people on stage and then judge them. Oh great. Yeah. Great. So if you're a, a if you're an aspiring comedian or or whatever you just or you're not at the ha come in introduce yourself to Terry. That's funny. <laughs> try to try to get in her good graces. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do some material that it's an older material but I'm kind of I'm trying to tweak it a little bit cuz I want to make a shirt out of one. What's up, Igor? Igor, <laughs> we just mentioned you, man. Yeah, Igor. Igor is our the bartender. The bartender at the Ha Comedy Club. Yep. Thank you, Igor. Thanks, Igor. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, some material that I've done for a while. But I'm gonna say that I think Igor likes me more than you. <laughs> he gave you all Jack. <laughs> That's like all Jack. <laughs> Igor hooks me up, man. But he Damn. he knows I like the coke. But he, mine is barely. I know yours is just Jack. You Damn. Don't, I don't think he put coke in there. Oh, yeah, all right. So, so um, 
something. Uh, oh, cheers. Hey, man. Yeah, Congrats cheers, on everything. Yeah, bro. thanks, and man. And to you success too, in the yeah. new year. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we should wrap this up because I'm about yeah. to go on stage. Yeah. So great conversation, bro. It's always good to talk to you, man. It's we fascinating. Good yeah, yeah. yeah. I, whether I, it's business I, or sex or comedy or right. whatever. It's, we, whatever it's I always think we should hang out more. We should. Yeah, yes. and then and then I don't see you, and I'm like, I know. And okay, I'm fine. You literally yeah. live one street over. Yeah, I'm like, know? why don't we? <coughs> this is hard to connect. Which is busy. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, it's um, easy for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Judah. <laughs> no, it's great. So, uh, Chris, how can they find you, Chris? Just, uh, oh, I'm revamping my website. It's chrismata.com. M-A-T-A. If you Google Chris Mata, you can find out all about me. And uh, that's pretty much it. I just uh, finished a documentary or writing for it. So hopefully that comes out. Um, cool. And then uh, uh, I'm just writing a lot of scripts. And try, uh, you know what I'm trying to do right now is hook up with other comedians, that, that, like young comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is w- when I first started out. Uh, I remember just it's not enough to be funny you have to be the, or uh, it helps to be an entire package and mm-hmm. I remember meeting uh, really well known comics and them helping me through it all and when they met me they said you have to be more than just funny you have, do you yeah. have scripts do you have treatments yeah. do you have mm-hmm. what do you yeah, have okay, okay. and yeah. so I s- immediately started writing all these scripts mm-hmm. as you know that I won awards for certain scripts that I've written blah 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 uh, so now I'm writing scripts for comedians that I see on stage, and then I just mm. approach them. And, That's cool. uh, and I did one recently. Um, the most recent one I did is with Luz Pazos, and I, I wrote mm-hmm. a script immediately. I saw her stand up, and I had I was working on a script before, and um, and then I, once I saw her, I was like, oh, this script is. I, if I just rework some stuff, put her voice in it a little bit, rewrite it, it's hers. That's cool. So uh, cool. so I rewrote it, sent it to her. We'll see what she thinks. Awesome, but. Yeah. But if, because these new comics don't have all these scripts waiting, so I remember Smart. going. I remember going into meetings with, with uh, uh, stations, what, uh, the, what, you know, the NBC or whatever. Yeah. And not having anything to give, and, and then immediately getting a man. Once I moved to New York, it just started snowballing. It, mm. And it happens like that. If you're, if you have a look, and if you, you excuse me, you get this thing heat. Yeah. So I had a manager and an agent and yeah, just was yeah. doing everything. My manager was sending me to places and my manager okay, my manager was like, okay, so what do you got? And I was like, ah, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know my act. Yeah. And then going to meet these um, uh, executives, they're like, okay, so tell us what you – and I'm like, I don't uh, yeah, know yeah, yeah. Right. So all these young comics, I, I'm just – if I see something in them, mm. I just – I'm going to write That's something. That's a good and, idea. And, and, That's uh, a very and good then idea. approach them. Yeah. And go once it hits, you have this now. Okay, and that's a good that's idea. It. And yeah, yeah. and because I've I've spoken to other I've spoken to those comics before, and they're like, I don't know how to write a script. I don't know how to mm-hmm. do this. And and they and uh, comedians can be very negative at times. Mm-hmm. Like half is glass, uh, the glass is glass is half empty right. type deal. Um, and so I'm just there to give them a nudge and go, right. this is what you need. And and I wasn't prepared when I started. And had I been, who knows where I'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, – So there you go. So young comedians, yeah. if you're in the audience or if you're doing a show and Chris Mata's in the audience, bring your A game. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. might write a script you. know for what? You. Just be yourself on stage because <laughs> yeah, even if you suck, I'm like, oh, there's a spot for <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. It was great talking to you, um, as always, and um, we have to do it again sometime. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. So, yeah, my pleasure, man. And uh, uh, just so you guys know, um, I always uh, sponsor, always shout out the Comedy Cartel. Uh, they book comedy shows at apartment communities, single family, single family neighborhoods, student living communities, senior homes. Um, we also do corporate events. Uh, so check out the Comedy Cartel for any booking um, needs. If you need comedians, we've got endless amounts. So uh, check out thecomedycartel.com. 
Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, We will check you out next time, wherever we may be or whoever we may be with. Uh, See you then. (laughs) Bye-bye.